From the University of Alabama's Culverhouse College of Business, it's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. On this special episode, hear from Zach Thomas, Director of Marketing and Communications at Culverhouse, as he interviews Mark Smith, Senior Manager of Public Policy for Adult Beverages at Shipt, and 2011 graduate of our finance program. Today, they will discuss Mark's path to Shipt, the impact recent legislation will have on the company, and how Culverhouse helped prepare him for his career. We have a great guest with us for this episode of the Bama Means Business podcast presented by the University of Alabama's Culverhouse College of Business. Mark B. Smith is a senior manager of public policy for adult beverages with Shipt, which is a same-day delivery service based in Birmingham, Alabama. At the center of Birmingham's surge in tech-focused companies, Shipt was recently acquired by Target Corporation to the tune of $550 million. Mark has been with the company since 2017 and served in many areas of the company. His expertise lies in creating and adapting good policies that relates to same-day alcohol delivery, as well as implementing successful operations once legislation is passed. He has lived several different professional lives, including as a former commercial lender, financial advisor, and get this, cattle rancher. He and his wife, Vanessa, live in Birmingham, have two dogs, and enjoy playing golf and traveling, both across the United States and abroad. Mark is an alum of Culverhouse, having earned a bachelor's degree in finance from us in 2011. Mark, welcome to Bama Means Business. Um, we're glad to have you here today. Um, first, before we get into things, um, tell me a little bit about yourself beyond a bio. What drives you professionally, especially you know, in the work that you're doing in Shipt and across your career? Yeah, that's, that's a great question and appreciate you guys having me, uh, Zach. Happy, happy to be on uh, the pod here. You know, professionally, what drives me, I think, let's start with personally, right? Like my entire goal in my thesis is to be a light in the room, right? And so what I mean by that is I want to be genuine, connect with people, um, make lasting relationships. And and that's really what drives me from a from a personal standpoint is continuing to to hone in on those those sort of things. Um, professionally, I'm actually in a really, really cool space. Um, this same day alcohol delivery uh, world is exploding. We are probably as an industry uh, 10 years ahead of where we thought we would be. Um, you know, post pandemic, right? So this, it's really exploded. So, you know, professionally, uh, what really drives me is innovation, uh, is continuing to uh, push the limits and really explore this new space um, from an industry that has been, you know, highly regulated uh, from all the way back, if you think about uh, prohibition, right? So like 1933, this is a really cool space and uh, it's ever evolving. And, and so it's, it's really exciting to be on the cutting edge and, and ship's been great. That's super. And um, I mean, that's, it's, it's one of those things where you're able to drive a lot of energy. You're pulling a lot from yourself and putting it into your work and it's relationship building, which is, I mean, ultimately your work is, that's all, that's what it's all about. Um, you've done a number of interesting things in your career so far. Um, but, you know, a few years ago, you made a big transition from banking to shift. Um, and obviously you probably got into banking from earning a, degree in finance from Culver House. How did that change come about? And tell me a little bit about like what spurred that on. Yeah, I've got to give credit there to my wife, actually. Um, so Vanessa is, is super driven and super talented and smart. And so uh, she was working uh, at Fitz Agency there in Tuscaloosa. 
And we were in Pickens County at the time uh, where the family farm is. And I was actually running the ranch with my dad. Um, cattle and poultry is what we do. Um, and she got a great opportunity in Birmingham. And it was one of those that we couldn't pass down. It was a career changing you know, opportunity for her. And so we moved to Birmingham and I moved without a job. And it was really scary at the moment, uh, but it was also liberating. Um, use some banking contacts. Uh, there's a great local bank there that I talked to, and they were going to really spin up a new division for me to run. And I wasn't super excited to get back into banking. I'll be honest. Uh, the, the industry had changed since 2011 uh, when I first started as a financial advisor and, and got my Series 7 and 66 uh, and in, into commercial lending. So I wasn't super excited. Uh, had a lot of friends that I actually met at UA, at the Culver House alums, um, that were at Shipped at the time. And, and so had a couple of coffee conversations and um, they, they asked me to come lead the, uh, the launch teams, right? So as we scaled across the United States, there was a team of about eight folks that were called the city launch team. And they asked me to come lead that team. Uh, so it was really exciting. And it really was fortuitous uh, in God's work. The day that I was going to accept the job in banking uh, was the day that that shift offered uh, to to come, like I said, scale scale the company. Uh, we had just done, I believe, a Series B funding, uh, just another round of funding, and so we were ready to hit the ground running and, and expand. So, um, really, I'll go back to Vanessa. Goes back to my wife and and you know her opportunity and just taking a leap, leap of faith, and, and moving to Birmingham really without a job uh, and using the network that I built. Uh, obviously at, at University of Alabama and through Culver House. And uh, I'd say it worked out. You know, it's a, it's a story that, um, as a side note, that resonates very deeply with my own personal situation. We moved to Alabama a few years ago for my wife's career. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another and it all worked out really well for me, um, for my own career too. So, um, you know, it's just, it's really nice to hear that because, you know, ultimately, you know, as a, in a relationship, you know, you're there to support your partner and, uh, um, Absolutely. Good things happen when you do that, right? So, That's right. As, 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 it's a given, right? But it's nice to just remind ourselves of that, you know. Oh, it's been a it's been a fun ride. But yeah, no, all the credit there goes to uh, goes to Vanessa and her uh, her uh, great opportunity and and capitalizing on that. That's really super. Um, so you led these teams because um, like launching shipped in different uh, metro areas, um, kind of establishing a ground game, right? So you did that for a little while. How long did you do that? So I did that for about a year and a half. Um, so I started in July of 2017. And uh, my final launch was in, uh, well, maybe just about a year. So my final launch was in August of 2018, uh, when we launched New York City. Um, so we spent three weeks in New York, on the ground, uh, navigating the boroughs, getting the business up and running. And uh, so it was a pretty exciting one to, to end on. Um, but we scaled quickly. We, we, we traveled, I'd say for 2017 to 18, um, especially 2018 after the target acquisition, we were traveling every week, uh, multiple cities a week and expanded that footprint, I believe from probably, uh, 85 to 88 markets to 190, um, uh, in a year. So we, we more than doubled. Um, so it was a ton of fun. I mean, that's gotta be really incredible. I mean, guess for you, learning the intricacies of uh, every city's different, right? I mean, New York, you know, that's, 
a huge difference in like the culture and ability that you have to navigate so many different things than say Birmingham, Alabama or Nashville, Tennessee or whatever. Um, I I'm just tell me a little bit about the New York experience. Like what was that like? And you know, how, how did you make inroads in the community? Um, without getting into too, too many proprietary details, I'm just kind of curious a little bit about that experience. Yeah. New York was a beast. Um, my first launch was, uh, I think Saginaw, Michigan. So Saginaw, Michigan and, uh, in New York don't have a lot of similarities. Um, but New York was, New York was unique. So what ship did a lot is when we went into, uh, to a new town or new city, a new Metro area, we would throw launch parties, right? So we would, uh, have the run up and then the week of launch, we would go and invite all of our shoppers to one central location, uh, really, you know, show them some love, and, and talk to them about the business and what to expect and those sort of things. Uh, New York was different in the sense that we were planning to do one large launch party. Um, and if I remember correctly, the price tag with that came at about $200,000. Uh, so it was a little outside the realm of, of what, what, what we could pull off. Um, so actually we sent the entire team to New York, uh, all eight of us as we focused on for about two weeks. And so two weeks before launch, we were there you know, walking the city, had great operations people as well supporting us um, that that are located in the city. But, um, you know, we hit every borough, we hit every section of every borough, and uh, we did small meetups and small groups with our shoppers. So, you know, if you think about New York, we probably had 25 mini launch parties, right, where we had eight to 12-ish shoppers to come and, you know, really gave them love, talked about the business, talked about the opportunities got them excited, make sure they were on the schedule, uh, talk to them about the flexibility of the income and, and you know, being able to, to work when they want, where they want to work, and really hype that. Um, the other piece was really just, just being on the streets, right? So we would go to a Starbucks and, um, you know, I, I would be in a Starbucks and would, would just put down a hundred bucks and buy a gift card and start buying people coffee. And, my only ask of, of the barista there was that if people, as people come and, and you say, oh, your coffee's paid for, direct them to me. And we'd hand out flyers about the business and talk to people that would be, you know, potential shoppers, um, maybe people that, you know, would be members, right, that needed grocery and, and essential delivery. So it was really more of a grassroots effort in New York, um, just because, it's so large, right? And, and there's so many places you can go and there's so many things you can do. Um, we weren't the first grocery delivery service there. And so we had to do something to make ourselves different. And ship's difference is the high touch and the, the you know, the, the very much the personality behind it. And that, you know, we care about our shoppers, we care about our customers um, and that we're going to go the extra mile for them. So it was, uh, yeah, it was unique. It was a lot of fun. That's that's really cool to hear. So I mean, what, what's what I'm hearing though is it's all about relationship building and establishing that trust and you know building the connections with people who can do the ground game and be, you know, your advocates and evangelists down on the uh, down on the streets. Um, so that sounds really cool. So you left that kind of work and now you got your transition to a new career direction and ship, and that's um, working in public policy. How that come about? So as we were finishing up our launch, um, you know, at, at some point geographically, we, we, you, you can't expand anymore, right? Uh, we had hit uh, all 49 states at that, or right before that, we were hitting all 49 states. We're not live in Alaska. Um, 
And so I kind of saw the light at the end of the tunnel and there's an opportunity actually on our partner success team, right? So like our, our team that manages our large retailer relationships. Uh, so think, you know, Giant Eagle, HEB, Central Market, you know, the, the, the large retailers target. Um, and so actually I transitioned to that team for um, about a year and a half and managed large retail relationships uh, across the U.S., really understood and dove in um, to understand what our partners think, right? How our partners feel from the retail side, what they need and how to support them best. Uh, so really had a unique a unique lens there that I could apply my operations knowledge of the business to now the, you know, the partner management side uh, and the account building. Um, and again, continuing just relationship building. Um, so in 2019, uh, we had a team member that was running like the business side of, 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 of alcohol delivery. She left for other opportunities and they're left a void. Um, and so if you insert Vanessa back into the, to the story, uh, she was in law school. She just graduated uh, this weekend. So super proud of her. Um, but she was in law school at the time and I was around law school, right? I, I always say that I was in law school. We, we were in law school together. Um, and so I understood the, the terminology, the vocabulary. I was working with our legal team on some contracts and uh, Dave Toomey, uh, a, a mentor of mine and the former head of legal at Shipped, uh, came to me and said, hey, do you, do you want to run the business side of, of alcohol? Uh, he said, I'm, I'm handling all the legal side, but you know, we need somebody to, to speak uh, coherently about this and, and accurately about this to our business partners. And so I, I took the challenge um, really as an opportunity to you know, continue to build skills for myself and, and, and create another vertical um, where I would eventually now become an expert in same-day alcohol delivery. So, uh, yeah, give kudos to Vanessa being in law school and, and being around it. And then uh, for Dave, uh, he is, like I said, former head of legal at Shuck for giving me that opportunity. Um, but it was just a, it was a situation that presented itself. And um, like most other things in life, uh, you know, it was a rocket ship that I felt like this is an industry that was going to take off. And so when you're offered a seat on a rocket ship, you don't ask which sheet you just get on. And uh, so I got on been a lot of fun. That's super. So, I mean, that's something that, um, this is a really great time, I guess, with your work. And then obviously the past year, incredible challenges. Um, it's tragic, but also it's really reshaped and it's, it's reshaped industry in many different ways, especially I'm sure with the work that you all do. I know anytime I would make a run to Costco, I'd see, you know, ship, um, shoppers everywhere. Right. Cause they're all just the demand went for the roof, I'm sure. Um, but something very specific happened in the past year with respect to your business and your area of work within the company, and that's SB 126. Um, so tell me a little bit about this legislation, which just passed, what it means, and um, a little bit more about that and kind of how it relates to your work. Yeah, so SB 126, um has been signed by the governor. Uh, that bill will be active uh, the 1st of October. So really excited about that and looking forward to it. Um, Senator Wagner was the bill sponsor in the Senate. Uh, Representative Gil Isbell uh, carried the bill in, in the House. What it, what it does is it allows same-day delivery of, of alcohol, right, to, to homes here in Alabama. What we've seen across the U.S. Uh, is that consumers are starting to demand this, right? Where we're going as an economy is 
people want things delivered. They want convenience. They want their time back. Um, and so this is just another piece of that. Uh, a large part of my job is education, internal education for our you know, partner teams, our engineering teams, product um, about what the law is, the, what the, the you know, pieces of our app and how we, we touch everything, right? So it's a ton of education internally, and then it's external educa education. Um, it's educating our lobbyists and our representatives of what same-day delivery is and how it can be safe, right? And so what SB uh, 126 does is it allows for same-day delivery of beer, wine, and spirits um, to your home. Uh, there are some pretty stringent uh, requirements in there, right? So from, from a safety standpoint, uh, delivery companies have to have uh, state-of-the-art uh, scanning software. Um, so it's scan IDs. Uh, it's, it, the, so there's a lot of safety precautions in the bill, right? Um, people that are delivering must be 21. Uh, they must pass a safety training course to understand um, what fake IDs are and how to, how to identify an intoxicated person. And uh, really just what I like to say and the way I like to put it is we're extending that retailer's checkout line all the way to the consumer's door. So we, we extend your store to their door um, from an alcohol standpoint. Our shoppers do a safety and wellness check. They show up, they make sure that the person that you know, is receiving the order is 21, there's not, not intoxicated. Um, and you know they're scanning that ID and, and, and getting a signature for that delivery. So tons of safety uh, precautions built into it, but understanding that you know this is something that our customers want, and it's not just shipped; it's all on demand. Uh, it's all on demand industry and all. So there's a lot of people in this space. Um, but what this bill in Alabama does is it allows for convenient, safe, same day delivery, and I couldn't be more proud of it. Um, uh, Senator Wagner, Representative Isbell, uh, the entire legislature, um, Governor Ivey, you know, this is a step in the right direction for Alabama. It puts us on par with uh, a lot of other states. So there's some form of delivery legal, alcohol delivery legal, in approximately 38 states right now. Uh, it's a moving target. The uh, COVID, one thing it has done is it has led to a lot of rapid legislation being introduced across the country in every state. And so that, that state number is a moving target. But figure about 38 states allow for um, some form of same-day alcohol delivery. And now Alabama is one of those. I mean, it's, it's me personally, I'm very delighted by the bill. Uh, October 1st, you know, can't come soon enough, right? And I'm not, it's just like, you know, it's it, it opens up a lot of doors. Um, I have a question though, is it your shoppers are they are they able to go to like the ABC stores or they can go to any retailer to make purchases? How's that how's that work a little bit? So so I can only speak for shipped. And so it'll be uh, retail partners who we have agreements with here in the state. So more to come on that. Um, but, you know, yes, so we can deliver spirits. And so um, if your favorite retailer, uh, you know, if you have a favorite retailer, uh, encourage them to reach out to shipped or other, you know, same day delivery options. Uh, let's talk about contracts and, and get something set up so that we can, you know, onboard them and, and make sure that uh, your favorite retailers is, is allowed to deliver as well. Um, and I will say as a caveat, retailers can make these deliveries themselves. So they don't have to partner with, uh, with a shipped or another gig, gig uh, third party company. Um, that was one of the really cool things too. I thought about the bill um, when I saw it is that it's a very open and inclusive bill. 
Uh, it's, it's, it was good legislation. And really, you know, third parties can do this. Retailers can do it with their own employees. Um, it doesn't pigeonhole anybody into to one specific model. That's great. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, it just modernizes, I think, a lot of operations within the state. And like you said, it really puts us on, you know, equal footing with, you know, um, with other places too. So it's just, it's nice to see this moving along. You know, this is a huge accomplishment in your work. You've got a lot ahead of you, I'm sure. Um, I, you're probably, you're pretty heavily invested in ship. You know, what's kind of on the radar for you next there? Just kind of growing this whole thing? Yeah, there's a there's a ton of work to still be done here, right? Um, you know, this this session it seemed like was was successful uh, with this passage in Alabama. Um, you know, our external folks have, have done a great job uh, educating legislators. There's always some that's going to pop up though in the alcohol world, right? And so, um, again, as I mentioned, this this space is a moving target; it's exploding. Um, but there's there's a lot to do still. Right. Um, you know, we have a very safe and compliant method, um, but we could always be, you know, better. And so I, I think, you know, what's next? Continue to dive in, look at states where maybe we haven't unlocked third party delivery yet um, and hone in and, and hone there. Um, you know, we're continuing to expand with retail partners. We've got some really exciting offerings coming out uh, pretty soon. And so, you know, the this was a big win, obviously for for shipped um, for the state of Alabama. Really, though, for our citizens was was the win. Um, shipped understands that this is a compliment. Uh, alcohol delivery is not our core service model. We are we deliver groceries and household essentials, um, but we understand people want this, and overwhelmingly, we see our customers asking for it, and so we want to be sure to, to be supportive of of this and do it in a way that is safe, compliant, and makes the most sense um, going forward. That's awesome. That's great to hear. All right. Well, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Um, you know, this is all very exciting. I can't wait to see what happens with you next. Um, tell me a little bit. Let's walk back a little bit. Um, so you were you attended University of Alabama in Culver House. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, your history and your experience here. Maybe some professors that made a mark on you. Um, some things that happened to you that really proved pivotal in your career. Obviously, you've worn a lot of hats, so you know it's maybe it's one of the things where like you thought you were going to do this one thing in banking, and obviously you're doing something very different. But I don't know. I'd like to hear a little bit about your experience here and like you know some memories from that. Yeah, so so tons of memories there, and, and probably not a lot we can share on the podcast. Uh, we have to catch up offline on that. But no, Alabama's kind of always been in my blood. Uh, my grandfather Baker Flowers uh, was in the accounting department there. Um, was close with Dean Mason. Uh, I think he's actually a member of the, the Accounting Hall of Fame. Um, so Alabama's always been in my blood. And, um, you know, when I graduated, there was one place I was going to school, and that was the University of Alabama. Um, and have made lifelong friends there. Um, you know, started in, in August of 2007. And in August 2007, campus is a lot different than it is today. Uh, the landscape has changed a lot, right? Um, so many memories of of friends and obviously football being being the center of that. We were there at a pretty pivotal uh, time. Coach Saban had just come and there was a lot of buzz. But campus itself uh, was just always was always buzzing as well. And so, um, you know, time at UA, lifelong friends, uh, met my wife there. Um, she was a couple years behind me in school, um, but 
you know, was pretty involved, uh, I would say, from from a Greek life standpoint, uh, was president of the IFC uh, my senior year. Uh, and so so involved there. And we made some really great strides uh, working at the Greek Affairs Department. You know, if we talk about professors, uh, Dr. Rabel, uh, Bill Rabel was my insurance professor. And um, I didn't really want to be in insurance, but I love Dr. Rabel. And so I took all of his classes. And so actually, I'm a finance major with a minor in insurance. And so Dr. Rabel made a huge impact on my life and uh, got all of his I days. Um, and uh, I know he's retired now, uh, but but he he made a huge impact on my life. And, and I'd say out of the four years, uh, Dr. Reynolds, excuse me, Dr. Rabel probably made the largest impact with maybe a secondary impact being Dr. Christy Reynolds. Uh, Dr. Reynolds was phenomenal, loved her marketing class. Um, it was one that I think I was in at 8 a.m., um, but I was never late to, right? I just was excited to go and excited to learn from her. And so um, that was great for me, me too. Yeah, they're both great people. I think Dr. Rabel, we, uh, he's, I think he's wrapping up his career. I mean, his, um, he's still, I think he's still working here, at least for the summer. Um, yeah. And then, but Christy, you know, Dr. Reynolds, I, I work with her closely on a lot of different things and just, they're both excellent fantastic people. So um, it's nice to hear that, you know, they, they make an impact, you know, on me as a colleague, but, you know, obviously on the students too, um, they, they, they value the, the connections they have with them. So I'll give, I'll be sure they'll like, well, and, they that made, you- and they made, well, they, said they made impacts at both ends of my career. Right. So Dr. Reynolds was early on, uh, you know, either second semester, freshman year, I guess, in a marketing class, maybe first semester of my sophomore year, Dr. Rabel was more toward the back end after you start specializing and, you know, in the finance track. Um, but both, both have made huge, huge impacts on my life. Um, you know, Dr. Dr. Rabel and his green jacket, he, he'd always wear uh, in the spring, this green masters looking jacket and uh, some buddies and I, we'd always rib him a little bit um, for his golf game. And uh, he's just a good guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's awesome. Um, this is really great. I, I don't want to take too much of your time today, but um, before we conclude things, um, is there anything that you want to just mention or give a shout out to um, or anything else that we did? I didn't cover that you give opportunity to just kind of like bring that up. No, I think we, we did a pretty good job of, of hitting all the, the high points here. I mean, I think I've shouted Vanessa out uh, as much as I can, but, but, but won't ever miss an opportunity to give her another shout out, um, you know, for what she's done. And like I said, supporting, supporting me and uh, being on the road 48 weeks out of the year. Um, for a while there, five nights a week was, was tough uh, in a new city. And so super appreciative of her. Um, my career has been all over the place, right? Started, starting in Reform Alabama as a financial advisor. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of huge <laughs> people investing in Reform. Uh, we've got great people here and it's where I grew up, uh, but we have a lot of savers, right? Not a lot of investors. And so uh, my career has been all over the place and, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And shift has been phenomenal and terrific. And I'm really excited about the work that we do. Um, I really feel like we are changing people's lives and making an impact on people's lives. We're giving people their time back and uh, you can't really put a price tag on that, right. To spend time with family, friends, especially now post COVID um, and on, you know, the unfortunate loss of life that we had through that event uh, and that pandemic we give people an opportunity to to really 
maximize their time with their family. And that's really exciting to, to me and kind of keeps me coming to work every day and keeps me excited. So I appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate your time, Mark. And, um, you know, we'll look forward to connecting at some point. Maybe this fall, we'll see each other in person and come down to campus. Sounds good. I plan to be there for the uh, plan to be there for the the BOV meeting this fall as we dedicate all uh, Houston Hall. That's right. We'll be there. You just heard from Zach Thomas, director of marketing and communications at Culver House, and Mark Smith, senior manager of public policy for adult beverages at Shipped. And thanks so much for listening to Bama Means Business. If you are not a subscriber please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College of Business and what it has to offer. Roll Tide.